What's up, everybody? We're back with the HydroMind podcast. We took a serious break there for a bit. We had tons of projects going on in HydroMind, but we're back better than ever. We're on the content grind. We're going to be posting tons of podcasts, video stuff, full speed ahead after this. Yeah, I just want to let you know we're back. And I just want to remind you what the HydroMind podcast is all about. What we talk about here is what I call surfing lifestyle design. So it's all the things that help you thrive in the ocean, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, um, or otherwise. It's all about um, reaching your potential as a surfer um, and yeah, catching as many waves as possible. And ultimately, we want to help you extend that surf career for years by living the healthiest lifestyle possible, fueled by your passion for the ocean. So that's all we cover here. In this episode, we got some awesome stuff. I'm going to be talking about our specific breath training techniques, why they're so powerful, um, so the simplicity, um, but the uniqueness of them as well, being surf-specific breath training. But before we get started, I want to let you know that this podcast and every podcast is sponsored by Honor Supplements. This is the most organic sponsorship on earth because I reached out to them. I've been using their products for probably about eight years before I ever started promoting them. And I reached out to them. I sent them an email saying I, was, I tried to tell them how great these products were for surfing unintentionally because um, they're not made specifically for surfers, but I'll tell you why they're good for them in a sec. But anyways, I reached out to them, and they're a juggernaut of a supplement company. Um, and I didn't know if they were going to get back to me or not, and I had forgot I reached out to them. Eight months later, I got an email back saying they love my ideas about how these would be great for surfers and decided to let me uh, sponsor them. So if you go to honor.com, uh, you can get a, use promo code HYDROMIND, get 10% off at any of their supplements. The favorite supplement that they make, my favorite, is uh, Shroom Tech Sport. It's a muscular endurance and performance enhancer, and it's a non-stimulant. Non-stimulant meaning it won't elevate your heart rate, it won't release adrenaline, because that stuff can negatively affect your breath holding time. So it's a non-stimulant endurance booster. The cool thing about that is it can increase muscular endurance, strength, and uh, make you surf longer without getting tired, but not elevating your heart rate, it won't negatively affect your ability to hold your breath. So it's the best surf-specific supplement in my mind. So if you're in the United States, you can actually try this for free. Um, I'll put a link in the description here. All you gotta do is pay shipping. They'll send you a sample size of this, only in the United States. Otherwise, if you just wanna buy it, you can get 10% off by using promo code HYDROMIND. Best supplement on earth. Literally been using it for eight plus years um, before I ever started promoting it. So um, I recommend that you try it. It's great stuff. So that being said, let's dive right into our uh, episode here. So we're calling this one Breath Training Superpowers. So what we do at HydroMind, all of our systems, everyone who comes into our world gets these low oxygen adaptation trainings. So what it does is it taps, and we're calling this episode Breath Training Superpowers because literally what it does, it gives you these superpowers by mimicking low oxygen environments. So the first way it does it is it taps into what humans' superpower is. It's something that only humans have on this earth and it's our ability to adapt. You have it, I have it, everyone in the world has it. So think about this. Look at all the different climates on earth, all the different cultures and diets and the diversity of humans and the places they live is immense. You can look at people that live in the jungle. They go around barefoot, wearing hardly any clothes, eating really high carb diets, living in extremely hot temperatures, and they thrive and they've been doing it for thousands of years. On the flip side, you can go up to the North Pole, you see people living up there in igloos, houses literally made out of ice, eating mostly meat, raw meat, um, and they're thriving. They've thrived up there for thousands of years, um, unaffected. But also there's a mix too. You can look at cities. We have everyone for every culture coming together. The reason that humans can stand all these climates and cultures and food types is our ability to adapt, physically actually change our physiology. So the reason is this is so powerful. This is why humans have spread across the whole globe. If you took a, a tiger, 
from Africa and brought him to the North Pole, he wouldn't adapt. He'd be dead in a week. If he took a penguin um, into Africa, he'd be, same thing, right? Humans are the opposite though. They can thrive in any environment. So that's our superpower. And that's how our breath training works is by using our superpower of physical adaptation. So the coolest way to explain this or to kind of illustrate this point is with astronauts. So when astronauts go into outer space, they had a problem because once there was no pull of gravity, there was no weight of gravity, our bodies are super efficient. So they get rid of the things that we aren't using. So when there's no gravity, instantly their muscles start to atrophy. They'd be losing their muscles, but also another huge thing, their bone density was decreasing. So their bones became a lot weaker because there was no strain on them anymore. So they'd come back down to earth from their outer space missions and they'd be super weak. And it was a really, really dangerous thing. It also had effects on their organs too, which was like, Super scary. Anyways, so what they did for this, they would set up hydraulic systems in their space shuttles where they could actually work out in zero gravity, so having resistance training, so that way they didn't lose their muscles or lose their bone density. The point I'm making there is, that's how quickly human bodies actually adapt. You take gravity away, your muscles and your bones start to go away. Or if you were to add high gravity, if you were to go to a high gravity planet, your bone density would increase and your muscle would increase. And it's a fictional story, but that's how they explain the story of Superman. So his planet was a high gravity planet and it got destroyed or whatever happened. And he came down to Earth and on Earth's low gravity planet, it was so light, it's like he was everything was light as a feather so he could lift up cars and fly around. So that's the logic they use behind it. So that's the power of adaptation. So the way we do that, so you can imagine, so we're here on Earth, there's oxygen everywhere. You don't have to think about breathing, it's a subconscious reflex, it's always for free, it's always been there, we just take it for granted. So when you're forced to go into the ocean and suddenly can't have it, it's a stress on you, right? Because it really puts you face to face with your own mortality when you're forced to hold your breath. But imagine if we were like an astronaut to go to a planet that had super low amounts of oxygen, your body would start to change and start to adapt. The same way Superman um, could lift up cars and um, fly around, you'd be able to fly around the lineup and hold your breath way longer. So that's exactly what our low oxygen adaptation training does. It simulates you being on a low oxygen planet in your training and in your lifestyle. So that's what causes that adaptation. So a cool thing about when you simulate a low oxygen environment consistently over time, um, just like when astronauts would go into space, instantly they start losing their muscles. When you do this training, and if you've never done it before, you will instantly start getting results. So these are the superpowers that you will start to build. And I call them the breathing superpowers because that's exactly what they are. So the best way to explain this is I call it the oxygen pathway. So it's a pathway that an oxygen molecule takes to go from the atmosphere into where we want it, which is our muscles, our organs, and our brain. So the first step is the intake. And the biggest superpower of the intake is it increases your lung capacity. So lung capacity means you can take bigger breaths. So bigger breaths, it's already starting off at a huge advantage. You're already getting more oxygen per breath. So that's more oxygen per minute. Um, and when you're holding your breath a lot and you take a big deep breath before you go under, you got more that'll last longer. So increasing your lung capacity is the first one. And that's step one on the oxygen pathway, which is the intake. Step two in the oxygen pathway is distribution. So that is the strength of your heart, how, how it pumps, right? So the best way to measure this is with your resting heart rate. Now there's a scale of what's healthy for a resting heart rate, depending on your age. So a common one, so for, they say for like an endurance athlete, like a marathon runner between the age of 18 and 25, a resting heart rate of 50 is great and lower, lower is better. If you look at me, so I'm 36, I got this Garmin watch on here. I'm gonna see if you can see it. So my resting heart rate, seven day average, hope you can see that, it says 45. So 
the optimal one for 18 to 25 for a marathon runner, the age of 18, 25 is 50. I'm below that. I'm five below that at the age of 36. And the important point there is I don't ever do long form endurance training. I don't do like long runs or anything like that. I just do this low oxygen training because when you do long form cardio, it's the end of it, like the two to three hour part where you're pushing yourself that you really get that growth. But that takes two to three hours to do it. With low oxygen training, that finish line come and smack you right in the face in just a couple of seconds. So you're, you're testing your limits, you're pushing the limits of your cardio system in absolute seconds so that you get so much more done. I call it new age endurance because you don't have to do that death march stuff, you don't invest all that time, you get those training um, benefits in a short amount of time. So like I have a marathon runner's heart rate or better, I don't ever do marathon style training. I do low oxygen training and that's it. If I train more than 20 to 30 minutes, maybe my longest sessions will be 45 to an hour, but it's rare. Uh, and I have a heart rate like that, that's uh, that's pretty significant. And this is something that all of our clients have as well too. Or if they're just starting, that they see it start to go down really, really fast too. So that's the step, the two steps first. Intake, that's your lung capacity. Distribution, that's having a strong, healthy heart. And the last one is absorption. So absorption is really, really important. So you wanna be able to get it into your muscles, into your brain. So the coolest part about this third, third step is when you're constantly simulating low oxygen environments, your body actually produces more red blood cells. So you have more red blood cells, you have more blood in your body. So that increases your oxygen carry capacity. So you can hold more oxygen at one time. If you've ever heard of professional boxers or professional fighters, they would go up into the, to the mountains to train at high altitude because there was the oxygen is thinner up there. So that's what would happen. It would make their body produce more red blood cells. So when they came back to a regular elevation to fight, they'd have an, an endurance advantage. The cool thing about low oxygen training is you can do this at any elevation by simulating it. Also another good example is mountaineers when they're climbing Mount Everest, they do it in stages, right? So they get like, there's like, I think there's like five or six camps they go to and they spend a few days, they go to the next, spend a few days, and so their bodies are slowly adapting to it. And that's what's happening is they're building more red blood cells. So it prevents um, people from getting elevation sickness, which, which is like not being able to efficiently deliver blood to your brain and your muscles. So that's the hugest part of adaptation, or sorry, absorption, is that delivery because your blood is what carries it to the muscles, the brain, and the organs. Now, another side of it is there's something called the Bohr effect, and that's it's it's done to dilate your blood vessels so you can get blood out of your or sorry oxygen out of your blood and into your muscles because there's sometimes when you exhale it's not all co2 some of it's oxygen too that's been unabsorbed so to make sure to absorb it all you got to have dilated blood vessels in order to do this you have to have co2 in your blood the problem with co2 is that you have a tolerance to it so your your body has a reflex to expel it but the more that you do low oxygen training and you build up CO2 in your body, you become more accustomed to it and it builds up your tolerance to it. So you can carry more, you'll be carrying more oxygen in your blood, you'll be carrying more CO2 in your blood and you'll deliver more of it to your muscles. I hope that's not too complicated. The key point there is you'll be better at dilating the blood vessels in your muscles so that more oxygen gets into them easier. So that's the pathway. Intake, we got a better lung capacity. Distribution, we got a better, stronger heart. Absorption, you got more red blood cells and dilated blood vessels so you can deliver the oxygen more efficiently. The thing about a pathway is if you eliminate any one of those, the oxygen won't get delivered. Cool thing about this kind of training is it does it all because your bodies are so smart, so efficient, the exact same way that astronauts, our bodies, when we know there's no gravity, we know to get rid of things we don't need. When we simulate low oxygen, your body's like, oh man, we gotta find better ways to get oxygen in. So our bodies in their infinite wisdom, they optimize every stage of the oxygen pathway because that's what 
as oxygen efficiency. That's the ultimate superpower, what I, what I talk about, oxygen efficiency. So what does that do? The oxygen pathway, what does that do? A couple of cool things are, it'll, first of all, increase endurance, because you got like a marathon style heart, you got more um, blood in your body, but also it'll increase your ability to hold your breath under stress. Low oxygen training um, brings you to your urge to breathe instantly. So you get used to those sensations of wanting to breathe. So when those happen to you underwater, it won't be foreign to you. You'll be more comfortable to do it. So it'll extend your surf specific breath hold, which is stress breath holding. If you get those sensations of a, a long breath hold for the very first time when you're underwater, that triggers panic and it all or just drains all your oxygen instantly. So simulated on land is huge. The biggest thing that it builds though, and my favorite one, and this truly does feel like a superpower, is it decreases the amount of time it takes you to recover. So if you're paddling out past the break and the wave of the day comes to you, you can turn and go right away without resting. So getting your rest time from minutes down to seconds is a superpower because when you're tired, that's when you're vulnerable. That's when bad things happen. That's when you make bad decisions. So being able to recover quickly, not only allows you to stay safer, but allows you to have more fun. And the reason it actually feels like a superpower is because that is power. Being tired is weak, being recovered quickly is power. So that's something I never get old of, I, or never get tired of, it never gets old. Uh, it, I, I hope I never ever lose that because that's the, the most important part about surfing. So it will keep you safer, but it'll increase your wave quantity better than anything. Because let's imagine you extended your session length by hours, but you had to rest a lot in between, you're still spending half the time resting. If you can get your rest time down to seconds, it increases your wave frequency. So more waves per hour, you can boom, 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 back, back to back to back. The coolest thing about that is when like other people get caught inside and you get back out, you, it just means more waves for you. So that, and, and, and you're safer. So that's a huge thing. So how do we do low oxygen training? How do we build all these superpowers? Honestly, it could not be easier. So what you, you, just, what you really just want to be holding your breath while you're training, but there's a couple key points you wanna do here. It's simple, but being simple means that there's a million ways to do it wrong. Key point here, when I was first trying to come up with this stuff, I was trying to simulate surfing situations. So I would hold my breath on an inhale and then I'd exercise, which is cool. Um, it it, it kind of simulates real situations more, but the best way that I've learned over time is to hold your breath on an exhale, blow out all your oxygen, Hold your breath at the bottom with no oxygen in your lungs. And then that's step one. Step two is to stress your body. Lots of different ways to do this. Could be walking, could be running, um, could be doing the paddle workouts like we do. And what that does is it lowers the oxygen saturation in your blood just for a few moments. So you know that oxygen meter you weigh in your finger when you're at the hospital um, and it says how much oxygen you have in your blood. That's having holding your breath on an exhale rather than an inhale significantly decreases your oxygen saturation more. So it's that lower of oxygen saturation that sends the signals to your brain and your body's like, okay, that's, we have to adapt. There's not much oxygen here. We gotta get better. So the third step in that is, so it's hold your breath on exhale, stress your body. Step number three is recover slowly. So you're gonna, your body's gonna tell you after you're holding your breath, to take a giant inhale, get as much oxygen in as fast as possible. But you wanna fight that urge, it takes a little bit of discipline here, but instead of taking giant inhales, you wanna take tiny little sips of oxygen so you stay hungry for oxygen longer. So after your workout ends and you're in the recovery period, you stay hungry for oxygen as long as possible. Draw it out, take tiny little sips of oxygen, and that's causing your body to adapt further. So it's extending or the effectiveness of the 
low oxygen adaptation uh, simulations. So after you do that though, it's really, really important to know since humans, me and you, we're adaptation machines. So there's also a dark, dark side to adaptation. You also adapt to sitting on the couch, to sitting in the office, all these different things, right? So if you're only doing low oxygen training a couple times a day, it's good, you'll still get the result, but you want to be on the good side of adaptation as much as possible. So we do another thing that we call um, lifestyle training. So it's adding breath training into transitional times in your life, which include things like in the shower, while you're watching TV, while you're driving, while you're walking, how you can add those. So it's um, it's really, really, really simple. It's the exact same principles, but the cool, the thing you wanna do in these situations, you only wanna hold your breath until you get a strong, or a medium to strong urge to breathe. It's not about pushing your limits, because doing extreme breath holds, it does come with risk, especially if you're walking and stuff and you're standing, you could get lightheaded and fall. So you only wanna get, until you get like a signal to breathe at the very first, and then you start breathing again. To get these adaptation results, you do not need to push your limits to an extreme breath hold. It only has to be somewhere in the middle, right? So that's really, really important to know. And doing it in your lifestyle, um, that's really, really important too, especially if you're, like, you're driving or you're standing in the shower, right? So um, simple, simple stuff, but that's the power of it, right? Simple, it's hacking your physiology by simulating being on a low oxygen planet. Like I said, like Superman came down here and he was super strong, was lifting up taxis over his head. You'll be paddling around like a Superman flying around when everyone else is tired, when everyone else is sitting on their boards resting, you can turn and burn, catch those waves. So when the wave of the day, the year or your life rolls into town, you can make sure you got what it takes to be on it instead of under it. And that's it. So if you like this kind of content, I want you to do me a quick favor. All you got to do is either leave a comment, let me know what you thought about it, possibly leave a five-star rating if you think it's worth it, and let me know what else you'd wanna learn about. So all this kind of stuff here, the low oxygen training, the paddle training, everything that we do, we get thousands of surfers from all over the world come through our systems, and they pay really, really good money to learn these systems and have them done for you. What I've done for you, our listeners, is I've made a free training for you that teaches the entire system. I pull back the curtains, I open up the kimono, I show you everything that we do step to step, step, step from beginning, the paddle training, the low oxygen training, all the functional movements, how it's put into a system and how you can do it. Did it all for free. I hold nothing back in this free training. So you can register for the free training, absolutely zero cost. You can watch it all, see exactly what we're doing to get all these surfers results all over the world and you can get it for free. So there'll be a link here somewhere to the free training. It's called Three Steps to Thousands of Waves. I mean thousands of waves, it literally um, should be hundreds of more waves per year, adding years more of quality surfing onto your lifetime and that should equal thousands of waves in these three simple steps free training just for you so that's all i got for this episode i'm so glad to be back i'm so glad you're here listening to me remember the easiest way for you to support this podcast is to try those supplements for free um there'll be a link below for you to try shroom tech for free if you're in the united states you can get a free sample size of it or if not if you want to buy any of their supplements go use promo code hydromine you'll get 10 percent off any and all supplements my name is Kyle Russ. This is the Hydro Mind Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening.